the Spice Girl Podcast. I'm Isby. I'm Tyler. And I'm Andrew. How's everyone doing today? Wonderful. <laughs> All right. All right, everyone. Thank you for uh, listening to the podcast with us today. Yes, welcome. So, uh, you know who lives with their parents still who isn't here? Danny. Danny. <laughs> and Danny. The Franklin Nelson. <laughs> oh, did we even bring that up when he was when he was? Uh, I think we brought it up a couple of times because he's like been around sometimes that we've done things. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, as you know, Franklin has been a uh, a frequent topic of discussion in the Spicecope Pod, and uh, we had him on last time. Go check it out. We'll probably have him on a couple more times because he is uh, dumb and interesting to talk to. So dumb, interesting to talk to. Uh. uh... You know what? Him living with his parents. Do you guys think he's too old to live with his parents? Like, when is, are you too old to live at home with your parents? 30. 30? Think 30's too old? Maybe. I don't know. It also depends because you have people who are taking care of their parents. Is that weird? Or is that fine? I mean, if you're paying all the bills, then, like, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, it's more of your parents are living with you at that point. Interesting thing that's going on in my family recently um, my uncle has always lived with my grandma, like, his whole life, and they just, like, found out that, like, because, you know, my, my grandma has her place off of, like, government bonds and whatnot, because she doesn't work, and they found out that my uncle was living with her, and so now, now he just got kicked out. So now, he moved in with my mom, which is excellent. Um, but yeah, I think he's kind of too old to be living with his mom, just a little bit. He's, you know... 55-ish, somewhere around there. Um, but, I mean, it just really depends. Like, if it's cool, if you're in a good situation to that your parents are like, yeah, you can go with me, I don't care. Now, is your uncle staying up at all hours of the night and eating all her food and going out and hanging out with friends and bringing probably uh, uh, unsavory <laughs> women home? Probably. Unsavory men. <laughs> um, but probably. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, in Italy... There is, in their culture, there's zero expectation to ever move out. You live with your family your entire life. That's just what you do. That's what everyone does. Okay, so just a cultural thing, then. I mean, I feel like just kind of in all in our culture, it's like, you're not going to get a date if you don't have your own place. <laughs> Who wants to bring someone home to mom and dad? Yeah, that's something I'd actually really be interested about, like, asking a Italian person about, like, hey, so, like, you pick up a chick at the bar, you bring her home to your mom's, I mean, what do you do? Yeah, mom makes spaghetti. <laughs> That's racist. What? Uh, <laughs> they eat spaghetti over there. It's Italian, Italian food. don't eat spaghetti. <laughs> I had spaghetti last night. And spaghetti's pretty good. I'd eat it every day if I could. I had hot dish last night. That's a North Dakota dish. I've never heard of that except when I'm at your house. I've made you hot dish. I know. At your I'm house like, what when the we heck is hot dish? <laughs> It's something that my mother always takes to grow up in North Dakota. What is it? It's just pasta and ketchup and... Basically. Corn. And corn, corn is a key ingredient. It, may, it, it tastes really good. <laughs> all right. All right. Mm. All right. So, uh, well, let's talk about here in the States living with your parents, since we're not very culturally diverse in here. We're very not. We're, very, very we're not. three white kids who grew up in Spokane, Washington. I mean, like... The furthest country I've been out of the States is, like, Mexico and Canada. You've been to Mexico? I've been Whoa. to Mexico. You travel, man. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I get around. <laughs> I, I cross the border into the very first city. 
for like half a day. Okay, well, I mean, let's take it personal. Like, at what point did you guys feel like, I'm too old for this, I need to move out my mom's? Uh, 16. <laughs> <laughs> but I think all teenagers share that sentiment. They're did like, we all move out when we were 18? No, we got, well, anyways, I we got the house yeah, at, when, was when I was 19, and I'm 19? the youngest of the group, so you okay, guys so were 1920. 20. Um, oh, yeah, because that was after Twy dropped out. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um... Let's see, uh, I actually moved out of my parents' house a couple times in high school, only for short periods and times, like a few weeks at a time, but, uh, when I was 19, I took off to Wyoming, horrible decision. That's right. Yeah. That was a horrible decision. um, you know, I think it's okay to live with your parents temporarily at any age, like, if you need a place to stay... As long as your goal is to be out within a certain amount of time that's reasonable to your status at the time, as long as there's a goal reason with you to be with your parents, I think that's okay. That's fine. That's kind of what they're there. They're your safety net. Yeah, kind of on that same note, I recently had like a first in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents have always like, if I need money or something, they would always like provide it or anything. But like for the first time, I had to like literally ask my parents for money. And I, you know, I, I mean, I guess when I was a kid, I did that. But like the you know, first time in my adult life, I had to do that, and I felt very uncomfortable with that because I felt like it was not okay to do. Yeah, man, I should not have to do that. Yep. How do you guys feel about it? Am, am I a loser? <laughs> no, but it did. It does like, uh, it does make you feel like a little uh, pathetic. I guess I had to do that with my parents recently too because my uh, my car was acting up. And the stick shift wouldn't move or anything, so I had to take it to a mechanic and stuff. And that was like a $200 thing, and I'm already very broke. And I was like, well, I can't, like, get to work now. So, yeah, I had to go to my parents and ask for money, and it was just, like, the worst feeling in the world. And they're, like, super cool about it every time. They're like, I mean, it's only happened the one time so far, but, like... You know, they've been like, you know, if you ever need money, you can help around the house and whatever, you know, being parents and stuff. But yeah. Let's see, uh, my grandma, um, she wants to give me money. She's always asking me, like, do you need money? Do you need help with anything? Because I feel like a lot of parents and grandparents, they uh, have the feeling that they want to help out their kids. And for them, it's not a matter of like, oh, I'm giving money to this douchebag is more of like law of them get the joy of being able to still be there and supportive of their kids even if they're an adult they can still feel like they're part of their lives a lot of times and that's why parents are a lot of times more easily willing to well, so how much is money. too much though i i would well, let, let's let's be let's be personal about danny is danny doing it too much living with his parents too much yeah because I mean, he he makes enough money to live on his own. Well, he he could easily do that. He's not paying that much for school. He could easily live in, on his own. In Danny's defense, he is going to school. Mm-hmm. He is going to school, and uh, I know he's also looking for a place to live right now outside of his parents' place. But I think you know, he, since he has a goal orientation, it's not that bad. But is he taking advantage of it? Maybe sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. just. Danny, no offense to you, but you're a little disrespectful to your parents who are uh, letting you live there. <laughs> uh, how does it like make us feel like as his friends? Like, 
one of our friends like lives with his mom. Like, does that uh, do we feel weird about it that? It makes me feel gross <laughs> <laughs> when I'm with him. And it makes me feel better about myself because I don't live with my parents. <laughs> I'm trying to compare it to like like as yeah. as like a girl like meeting this guy like live with his mom is that like make him unattractive? Does it make him an unattractive friend? Probably not, but like as an unattractive date. I don't know. He gets more dates than I do. Well, how Very how mean. hard do you try? <laughs> not not that hard. I think he tries pretty hard. <laughs> In the same vein, I think he knows that though. Yeah. Like. I've had to go live with, like, when we left the house and stuff, when we parted ways and stuff, mm-hmm. I had to stay with my mom for a month, you know, until I found another place. And so I think, I remember that feeling, and I, I think he knows that he doesn't enjoy living with his parents. Yeah. You know, after I moved out, I lived with my mom for years after that. And they moved to North Dakota, and then went back and moved with her for another couple months. I mean, I was with my mom quite a few times. Um, and it sucks. We have to we have to specify here. Like living mm-hmm. with our parents is only bad because they're so good to us. <laughs> they're like, "Do you need anything? Are you doing okay? We'll just help you get off your feet." And I'm like, "Damn it! <laughs> I just want to be a grown ass man on my own." You know, my parents are always trying to get me to go to church, and I'm like, "Stop saving! Trying to save my damn soul. Leave it alone. My damn soul's fine without your meddling." And they want me to marry someone. Gross. Marry someone. That's kind of you're thirty eight now, right? That's kind of a culture <laughs> cultural thing. Like, that, I mean, it used to be kind of like you lived with your mom until you met a girl, and then you married her, and we got a house together. We don't really do that anymore. We kind of live independently now. Yeah. So maybe that's why we're, this is kind of a question: is that we don't really know because like it's not something that we've done for generations. I know, man. Anyone else's parents pushing them to get married? I don't want to have a girlfriend that my parents are pushing me to get married. I recently, for the first time, like told my dad the other day, like, hey, so just so you know, I'm never having kids. That's not going to happen. You don't want kids? I don't want kids. Oh, I just learned that about you. Hmm. I mean, like... I thought you did. I mean, sometimes it seems like it's kind of a good idea, but I mean, like, practically, no. I don't ever want to have kids. I, I see you being that, on the moment, adopter. I you're you, yeah. going to adopt a kid That's, randomly, and then you're going to stick with it because you're like, oh, I made the decision, even though a week later I realized it was a bad decision. Yeah, that's totally what I would do. I would never, like, plan out, like, I'm going to have kids. Like, I, I would never, like, get married with someone. We're going to have kids together. I'm never going to do that. But, like, if I just, like, one time impulsively, like, oh, hey, I feel like adopting a kid today. That's something I would totally do. <laughs> I, I see that. <laughs> I heard for the longest time you wanted a daughter, though, and stuff. Not that you can't adopt a little girl or anything, but I thought you wanted your own seed. I mean, no, I mean, if I was going to have a kid, I would definitely adopt. I mean, because I I personally have, like, a moral dilemma against having your own kid. I feel like it's a very evil thing to do, really. Yes. Why do you feel that way? Because there's so many... Let's dive into that a little Okay, well, I mean, there's so many kids out there that need help, and, like, okay. the world is going to shit, and you're just gonna, like, create an extra person just to, like, experience this shitty world that we're making even worse, and you're gonna make it worse by just, like, having more kids. Like, it's bullshit, and you're doing it selfishly. You're not doing it for the kid. You're doing it for yourself, and you're just playing God. You're just creating life just because you want to have your kid, and you want to feel special. I think it's bullshit. I think it's evil. Adopting a kid... There's good in that, because this kid already exists, this kid is already consuming, and he needs help. So you should, like, that, that's a good thing to do. 
All right. Does that make any sense to you guys? <laughs> so uh, anyone with kids that are uh, listeners of our show, Isby thinks you're going to hell. I've gotten, um, I've gotten in trouble for work for this. I had a conversation like that <laughs> at work, and like I had to go talk to the manager. I'm, like, I'm sorry. Uh, well, my personal beliefs. <laughs> on the on the playing God comment, <laughs> if if having your own child is playing God, then we've been playing God for years. Isn't it though? Because you're creating life. Like, how is that not playing? I, I feel like it's the same as, like, if you kill someone. You're you're controlling life. You're taking life into your own hands and just deciding, like, you know what I feel like doing? I feel like having a baby. Like, that's... It's bullshit. Man, ants must really have a god complex, then. They have lots of babies. Ants? Ants. Well, I mean, they're not doing it out of choice. They're doing it out of, like, that's what they do. So well, aren't we kind of doing it out of that's what we do? Like, we, we have the ability to realize that we have even thought and we're able to think rationally and logically, but we still have hormones, and that's an instinct. And a lot of people, they want kids just because they want, they have that nurturing nature to them, side to themselves that they want to uh, share and give. But we're a child. We're, we're an intelligent species, though. We're, yeah, we're, we're we are intelligent. To think about it and go against our nature. Sometimes, you, hormones is a strong thing. Hormones, even with a lot of thoughts, can make a difference. So what you're saying is only idiots should have kids. <laughs> well, only idiots have kids. That's, That's the true. problem. That is true. Has anyone watched Idiocracy? <laughs> <laughs> that is a good concept. N- neuter the dumb people and make the smart people have babies. No, I'm kidding. No. So for you, it's more what you could do to hurt the world by having a child mm-hmm. than how you can I think, help it. I think mm-hmm. in the realm of like continuing the species that we need to do, I think like it should be kind of a government thing. Mm-hmm. Like well, that sounds really sketchy, but I think like two people individually deciding that we're going to create a life is like too much, and it happens too much to where like they should really shouldn't be doing it, and they just have to do it anyway. I'm going to argue that a lot of people who have kids actually don't plan it to happen a lot of times it's on accident because of human nature and who's going to go to pay thousands of dollars for a surgery to make it so they can't have kids it's not thousands of dollars i don't know how much it is it's like 250 bucks not that expensive. That's a lot of money for well, me. Well, that is uh, that is a lot of money for some people. But still, I mean, it's like condoms are cheap. Rent, man. You but, can get condoms for free. Well, and condoms aren't always guaranteed, though. You know, you do have those people who do use the protective uh, barriers and dental dams. Dental, the dental dams. <laughs> but there's still, um, you know, there's still fails in it. I think it should be regulated. I think that like everyone should like be forced to take birth control. All right, but. Uh, then the argument is, okay, we're in the U- United States, the land of the free. Why should the government be able to decide something that's our choice, even if it might be better for the other people? When is it too much government power? When do we hit fascism or um, uh, tyra- tyranny? Because every time you give up more rights, especially something like that, you're giving more power to this government. And then they can start controlling more facets of your life. This is, again, my opinion. Yeah. And in my opinion... Creating life isn't the same realm of, of taking life. So if the government can say you can't kill someone, you also can't create someone. I think that that's the same realm of that. Well, more of killing someone is uh, preventing you from uh, taking away someone else's right at life. And right. whereas when you're giving birth, that's not really taking you're, the rights of life you're from giving anyone. Them the life you're giving them life. It's a yeah. 
you're still controlling life, taking away from someone, giving it to someone. It's still the same thing. No, it's very, but in very opposite ways. But it's still just the same power. It's still <laughs> the same control. And killing someone does a lot less damage to the community than creating someone. Well, you're just assuming that every person created is automatic damage to the community. 90% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where I might disagree then. Yeah, because there's a... You're, I think you're uh, seeing like all the bad people. Something that's so easy to do is to see the bad above the good. It's so easy to notice wrong or evil or uh, misdeeds. It's easier to see because those are easier to remember. Because those are the things you see and you remember because you don't want them to happen to you again. Whereas, you know, uh, things that are good or things that are bring happiness or joy, those can be kind of forgotten or overlooked because your mind won't focus on it. It's like, oh, this was a cool, nice thing. But your uh, anxiety makes you worried about the bad things. And so instead of focusing on the positives that can be brought from it, it's easier to focus on the negatives. Kind there of are just as a people. Can be brought by, of course. Yeah, but, but it, I'm just saying it's easier to see negatives in things. I really do think that, like, I, I've, I think the statistic mm-hmm. is that, 50, that it's about 50% of uh, pregnancies are unplanned. <laughs> Yeah. And that's terrible. So <laughs> we should do something about that. <laughs> well, that, that's why um, they're, we're trying to do better in uh, sex education. But one thing we need to do, too, is um, having parents more on board with uh, education. There's a lot of bad parents out there, which I agree. Maybe there should be some form of way of controlling who are parents. But you also have to worry about freedom. And I think it's more of just educating people and letting them know, like, only have kids if you can handle it. And uh, and it's just kind of a, I don't know, interesting balance. I, I agree with that, but I mean, I, again, I think it's in the same realm as murder. We say yeah. that some people are able to murder people. We do allow some people to do that. And I think that we should say some people are allowed to have children. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who do? I, I guess soldiers? You're allowed to kill someone the battle. Soldiers, cops, executioners, these people can kill people. <laughs> It's a very limited number of people. people. Maybe we should yeah. allow more people to create people, but still, right. I, it should be. I think it should be regulated somehow. All right, all right. Interesting opinion. Uh, now we're going to move on to insight with Twight. Uh, let's hear what he has to say, folks. Why, when friends get together, is it that they often go out for a drink or drink amongst each other? Why? Why do? Uh, why do friends get drunk together? Why? And uh, I, uh, I think it's a pretty simple answer. Alcohol is a fantastic social lubricant that helps bring out uh, bring out emotion and makes us uh, say and do things that we wouldn't otherwise do. If we're going out with friends, we want it to be a fun, joyous occasion, and we know we, uh, as our regular selves, aren't as inclined to let loose. So we use the alcohol to help move things along. That way we don't look like a some fucker with a stick up his ass in front of your friends. You want your friends to think you're a cool guy, so you have your drinks and you say some outlandish things and everyone laughs and it's a good old time and everyone does this and everyone 
has a few jokes and a few laughs, and that's what uh, makes going out and having a drink a lot of fun. That's uh, that's why I think they do it anyway. Makes things more fun. Makes you talk more. Makes you more probably likable. Unless you drink too much, then you become a bit of an asshole, possibly, or a liability. So a few drinks, that makes the whole thing a lot more fun for everyone. But, you know, keep everything in moderation. Now, the uh, there, there was an addendum, or just maybe just a second half of this topic is why is it more often that when friends get together to drink, why is it that they go for beer instead of something else, hard liquor, drugs, whatever? Well, beer is legal, beer is cheap, and uh, beer is pretty damn tasty. Um, I myself am quite fond of uh, just hanging out at a brewery and sampling a few of what they got trying different styles and different makes and whatever and do that while hanging around with a couple of friends sounds like a great time sounds like a delicious time and it's pretty easy on the wallet so with few drawbacks I mean I think the, the only drawback that I'd say the beer has is you have to consume so much of it to you know feel any effects at least if you're a big guy like me Hard liquor gets right to the point, but beer you gotta have to. You'll have to go to the bathroom a lot if you want beer to do anything to you. So that's why I think beer is a beer is the best choice. I suppose doing drugs won't probably won't make you go to the bathroom as much, but uh, you're you don't you, you and your friends don't want to have any issues with the law. So unless. Unless you're doing drugs that are illegal, then I guess go for it. If everyone has their Vicodin prescriptions handy, you can all have a Vicodin party when you get together. But I'd rather just go out and get a few beers. Welcome back to the Spice Co. Podcast. That was Insight with Twight, where we were talking about why beer? Why beer when we go out with friends? Why not other things? And I think he brought up the point about, uh, about doing drugs. But let's talk about something else. Why beer? Why not apple juice? Why not apple juice? You know, something that he was saying was that uh, when you when you go out with your friends, you want to like, you know, lower some barriers, have a good time, and whatnot. And I think that he was right about that. Like when we were younger, you were you were talking about this before. When we were younger, that's how it used to be. We would go out, have a couple beers, and things would get like things would get interesting. But now, when we hang out, we have a couple of beers, and it's just boring. We just sit there. We've gotten a little we, older. Yeah, we just sit there, and we go home. We've been we've been down the, the bar scene a little bit already. You know, we passed the age of, of uh, legally being able to drink and stuff. So we've, we've already been out and about. And we have come now to the point where we're all dirt poor, and it's a lot cheaper to stay inside and drink. And uh, we just don't, like, climb as many roofs when we're inside. You know, and also, we're just kind of boring people now. Boring, happy people. Whoa. Speak for yourself, (laughs) cowboy. Oh, I'm going to speak for all of us. Whoa. (laughs) So, I mean, with that, I don't think that's that much different to drink beer than to drink apple juice or anything else or coffee or whatever. I think that we'd pretty much have the same good time. He used the term social lubricant, which I can see... I guess. Uh, I don't know if it's, like, the best thing to do, though. I don't know. I think right now 
mostly the times I want beer is if I'm like uh, stressed or you know I just want to uh, relax because beer can give that relaxing effect especially when you're hanging out with friends and if you're hanging out with people you want to be relaxed and chill and apple juice as great as it tastes might not give help get rid of whatever you may be feeling from the previous week or day before you're hanging with your pals see I kind of disagree with that like I feel like when you're hanging out with your friends like I feel like an energy drink. If we all drink energy drinks, then we'd have a better time than if we all drink beer and just, like, calm down. There's an old Jack Kerouac quote that says, Don't drink to get drunk. Drink to enjoy life. Thoughts? Drink to enjoy life? Not to get drunk. And I've always... Drunk to enjoy life. (laughs) I've always tried to follow that myself, is, like, I don't want to drink when I'm sad because that will make me... uh, excessively more sad mm, yeah. or angry or whatever you know i try to drink only when i'm like you know having a delicious steak or when i'm really happy or it's been a good day or whatever you know and it's just like or or when i am with friends and i'm just yeah. trying to catch up and stuff yeah i i don't really drink much anymore rachel drinks like every night when she's doing homework and like a glass of red wine or is she pounding some Jaeger. She drinks like a glass of red wine. She's pretty lightweight, so it doesn't take too much. Okay. Her homework that she's been doing has been really interesting lately. She's taking a class now that it's a, it's an art class, but it's art for business, which mm. I think is kind of interesting because, like, you know, you think about like art as and business as like separate things, and you don't like if you do art for business, you're like selling them out. Um. But I don't know, like, like she, she really likes it, and it's really interesting to be able to, like, do something that you're passionate about, but do it for a bad reason, I guess. I was going to say a good reason you get money for it, but um, I don't know. Like, if you're doing it for the corporations, is that, like, a bad thing? I don't know. I, I think there's, like, to an extent, it can be a bad thing or a good thing. Like, uh, if you're... It makes sense if you're an artist and that's what you've devoted your life to, you should get some type of return, especially if people enjoy what you put out. And it makes sense for them to earn off of work because art is work. Even if it's enjoyable, it's still work. It takes time. It takes energy. It takes creativity. It takes thought. You know, uh, it's a huge process of whatever type of art you do. And uh, so it makes sense for you to get compensation, especially if people enjoy it. But then again, if you're, uh, there's like uh, formulas people use in like, um, for example, uh, like law pop songs, the same four chords. There's a uh, place where, you know, corporations, instead of advancing art and art continuing or evolving, it ends up plateauing because of corporations, because they found something that works and they'll keep it that way. And that's what's kind of scary with art is we don't want it to be the same all the time. We well, I personally wouldn't, you know, art should be always evolving, but when you add corporations, you're more likely to be stuck with very similar, because they know that's what works. Like, if it ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If you yeah. like something, then why not keep it going? Why not yeah. keep doing it? But then that kind of pulls away from other artists who are really good, but because they don't follow the certain formula, they don't get heard of as much. Or people, even though their songs are just as good in a sense they're not as catchy and rememberable because like the the uh, formula corporations use usually the formula they follow it makes it so people are used to it 
And that's kind of the scary thing with corporation and art, I think. I think that's just the name of the game, though. Like, some people actively don't pursue uh, social media presence, or they don't pursue, Mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, some kind of big name as their label, you know, to get get their word out about them. Some people do. Uh, Some people are trying to, and they just Mm -hmm. can't get that. Or, you know, I mean, that's just the way of the music industry. So, like... Um, another another thing though is uh, the artists who do enjoy uh, performing or or doing their art, whatever it may be, and don't care to make money. They just like doing it, as opposed to the ones who are creating art and do want the money. And in that way, I think it is still a service they're providing to people. Kind of like what, what I'm kind of like getting at though is like the difference between like writing a book and then people buy that book because they enjoy the artistic value of that book Mm -hmm. rather than like writing like for a website and you're just trying to attract people to that website or like if you like make like a short film for its artistic value rather than like making a commercial um stuff like that but like if your if your goal is to make commercials and make art in that way does that take away from its artistic value or from your personal creativity or are you just finding a way to use your creativity to help make people money? Like, is that a bad thing to do? Or I, I don't know if there's still value in that artistically. I think if you are able to use what you love in order to get money, then you should always try and pursue that. Because that's the dream, isn't it? It's the dream to, to do what you love and wake up every day and then be happy about going to work, you know? And like, I, like thank God I can do what I love and get paid for it and support myself. Uh, I think a good real-life story of something that relates to this is um, Dave Chappelle and with the uh, Dave Chappelle show. Mm-hmm. He was going to get uh, $50 million for the third season, but instead of doing the third season, he took off to Africa for a while. And the reason he did was because uh, Comedy Central was trying to control the type of skits he did and the type of humor. And at first it was really his decisions, his choice, but as the show continued on, and though he was getting more money and more viewers, that he was losing his control of the show. He was losing his input of art. And so that made him give up $50 million because he wasn't doing it fully for the money, even though he wanted money. You know, that's the reason reason to do it is because you want to live a comfortable happy life so then but so then do you agree with his decision um you know if he didn't feel comfortable with how his art was being taken by someone else it is his decision his choice of what to do if he wants to stock the uh art in at lost comedy central party a lot of money in honesty law corporations should let artists make all their own choices uh but a counter argument i would kind of have to uh you know fighting against the corporation for your art is from the uh, musical Rent, which I fucking hate. <laughs> I'm sorry anyone who likes Rent out there, but fuck Rent. <laughs> anyway, but uh, there was a character in it where uh, he would film real-life documentaries and make his own, you know, uh, independent films, and he was trying to, like, re- get them released and trying to make money off of it. And then he took a really good video of a riot that happened or like a was it a riot or some like people at this event and uh this corporation they offered him a uh, full-time job with his own studio his own equipment and he would be allowed to do anything he wanted with it 
he would be able to spread whatever message he wanted. They were going to give him full control. But he decided against it because the job was offered by a corporation. And the, my argument for it would be, well, if the corporation's giving you what you want and you want to get an opinion or an idea out to uh, help like minority groups or things like that, sometimes it is better to join with someone who can get your word out, especially if they're giving you that freedom. Mm -hmm. But sometimes artists focus too much on the fact that it's a corporation that offers it and they'll lose the chance to be able to spread their message. Yeah, why is that? Why are yeah, artists so against companies? Like, especially like if they're offering creative freedom and they're just offering like an outlet for them to display their art. Like, why is it a problem? Like, why, why do we have that feeling? I, I, I feel like there's a lot of, there is a lot of corporations out there that take advantage of people and there is a morality to some people against corporations that they don't like the big money and they don't think it's fair for some people to have millions of dollars while other people are living in poverty and but uh it so they'll like refuse a job for something that they view as evil instead of trying to maybe work what with what they feel is evil and try to make it more progressive i think like and so it's kind of like there's just a weird balance, I feel. I feel like that's... It's more of like a morality issue rather yeah. than an artistic issue. Though. Yeah. And so. in the artists, they're more... Uh, they're more moral people. Yeah, no, not more moral <laughs> people, but they're more... Uh, they're more in tune with their uh, feelings. Because to guess, yeah. produce true art, you have to have emotion. People can read emotion off of art. And so instead of thinking logically about how, what they can do with the company, they think emotionally a lot of times, which is all right. But it can, it's like, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Like, sometimes you shouldn't join a corporation because they will change what your art or your form is. <laughs> While other times, you know, they it can be an outlet. So it all just kind of depends. There are times that the system has been cheated. Have you guys ever listened to Radiohead? <laughs> a little bit yeah a little bit okay well they came out with six albums after that they said we're done with the music industry we're gonna release an album without any labels or anything they put out their seventh album in rainbows and they had a pay what you want system on their website you can pay zero dollars you can you can give them you know 20 you can give them 100 whatever you want for the album it's yours it sold 3 million copies. It won two Grammys. They completely changed the way that the music industry works by, by doing that. They sold more albums than they ever had. And in that way, they, they cheated the system big time. That was really crazy. Yeah. So. Uh, Go on. <laughs> oh, uh, there's another example of that would be um, this uh, rapper by the name of Hobson. And in... Uh, I can't remember the label's name he was working with, but there's a huge uh, feud between him and his label. It's the label that uh, Jay-Z's wife owns now, like his uh, wife. And uh, Hobson was working Beyonce? with her. No, uh, he married Jay -Z her, Jay-Z with Beyonce? No, no, not, uh, not Jay-Z. No, uh, that, that other one. Oh, man. Was it Easy? No. Well, anyways, this label company, uh, Hobson was working with uh his art wasn't getting out there his work wasn't getting out there and then he wasn't making any money anything he produced 
they were taking the money and he had a fallout with this label and he went off and make his own label after the advantage they took and he got in some popularity from the whole exchange of the advantage taken of them and that's one of the scary things with corporate working with corporations as an artist is you don't know when they're taking advantage of you or when they're actually trying to help you yeah Tyler I kind of like to hear like your personal opinion on as a writer like would you do you feel less inclined to work with a corporation or like if if, if some big company wants you to write just like I don't know some bullshit article for them to help advertise their company would you be all for it or would you have some sort of negative feelings about it or anything right now i'm extremely poor so yes i would (laughs) and i don't think that's selling out either because i don't have a huge name for myself right now anyway and i think that uh when you're uh, a professional novelist for example sometimes you do sign with a publishing company or something and you're contractually obligated to come up and you know three three more novels in the next five years or whatever mm-hmm. you know and i think that's fine if you know i mean that's that's your call though i mean if you want to if you're if you really enjoy writing then why the heck not why not you know if you're going to end up writing three novels in the next five years anyway you know because just that's just the way you live and that's the way you know you you operate in your day-to-day life then why not also get paid for it and i think uh I don't know. So, I mean, like, if if you get hired by McDonald's okay. to write an article on their website about how their hamburgers cure cancer, um, how would you feel about that? I mean, <laughs> Well, how do hamburgers cure cancer? They, that doesn't seem realistic to me. That, that's what his job is, to figure out a way to, make, <laughs> to get people to believe that. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, would you have any moral qualms with that? Plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of them. Well... I mean, how I was much actually, are they paying? <laughs> they're paying. You know, they gave you ten bucks for it. Um, no. And uh, <laughs> I, I think that is selling out. <laughs> that that's the definition. That, of selling That's out. what I'm referring to. Like, yeah. like doing like whatever you do artistically mm-hmm. for a corporation to help them make money completely just for them. Uh, like, well, you know, uh, I think a real life example that matches with this thing is the relationship between uh, Pixar and Disney. Especially early on, if you guys, if anyone ever watched their uh, documentary video, where uh, Pixar, a lot of times they had to stand up to Disney. Like uh, with the first Toy Story, Disney wanted to release it months earlier, and they wanted to release it straight to VHS because they're like, it's good enough. We'll make money off of it. The longer it takes, the we could lose money off of it. And Pixar had to fight them, and Pixar is like, yeah, we're going beyond what. Our original plan, original contract was, but we want to make this good. We even have A-star actors. We have Tom Hanks, Tim, Tim Allen, and people like that in this movie making it for really cheap. Even I always forget that like Tim Allen and Jules wasn't that. That always like strikes me as like what? No way. <laughs> but like, I mean, but uh, Pixar they had a fight, and Toy Story ended up being one of Disney's biggest makers. And that wasn't the only movie where uh, Pixar had to fight with uh, Disney over decisions like that. There are times where corporations will come in and try to force something that is can destroy the art. And that's why it's scary for artists to work with a corporation. And it's also scary working with a corporation because sometimes a corporation will take advantage of you as a entertainer, forcing you to do more than you're capable of. 
like health like health wise uh doing too many you know shows while having to release albums while being on the road and not being able to see your friends or your family and yeah you live in this you have this money and you live you take these private jets but sometimes you know if they overwork their workers and then we wonder why we have these like drugged out uh, artists and that's because they take a lot of these drugs so they can keep up with their fast-paced lifestyle that the corporation's throwing on them instead of them taking their time for their art. Yeah. And that's we've, a common thing. We've gone on way a hell of a lot too long. Yeah, so. we're going to wrap this up, guys. So uh, make sure to follow us on Google Play and SoundCloud. We're on Spreaker and iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Uh, we are now taking donations on our website if you feel like supporting us. Um, we are also now accepting uh, Bitcoin. We know a lot of you have been... Uh, <laughs> Itching to give us your Bitcoin. Go to spicecode.org. Go to spicecode.org. Help support us, guys. We need it. We're very poor. You know, anyone who donates a minimum of $15, I will send you a personal sensual thank you. Uh, Make sure to use... Limited time offer. Use the hashtag Podcast. Let us know what you think about artists and selling out. What do you think? Tell us on Twitter. We're there. We love you guys. We love you guys. Anything we want to plug before we get real fast? Um, if you are an artist, make sure to let us know. Maybe we'll give you a shout out on the next podcast. Sound good? Yeah. Sound good, fellas? Yeah, sure. I'll go with it. Okay. My name is Tyler. I'm Ms. B. And I'm Andrew. Until next time. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs>